You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe. And 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning. It's Thursday on Morning's Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, 9 o'clock on the dot. Who would have believed it? Dick and Skippy into studio. Going to have a great, great show today. Lots to talk about in the headlines. And in an hour, we're going to have the winners of the Throwdown Texas Best Burger Award. And if these guys are listening, it's not too late to turn around and grab samples. So uh, Dick and I have a have a uh, a bet going. Dick says it's the spices and the meat that puts you over the top. I say it was the sauce. So we need to know uh, for ourselves. And you could always tell us, but it'd be a lot more fun if we could actually try a sample. So you got an hour. You know what you need to do. Outside the studio, it is already 83 degrees outside. It's going to get up to a high of 92 uh, yeah, yeah. A few degrees. Yeah, yeah. cloudy today. Uh, yeah, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> 83% humidity already. Holy cow, with a slight breeze coming out of the south, according to the official Lone Star Weather Tree outside our studio. Yeah, looking at traffic in the area, I'm not really seeing uh, major, major issues southbound. Uh, northbound, there are some issues, of course, uh, right there at the Hardy Toll Road. Uh, merge with 45 right before Rafer. There's some issues going on there. I believe there was an accident on Highway 99 right there. All that convergence just... <laughs> is, that, that's, is that the noise we need? But uh, It yeah, is now. There's an issue there. Highway 69, I'm not seeing really any issues. If you're heading to Houston, though, today, uh, expect some deadlock traffic right there at the Shepherd Curve, like completely deadlock all the way into Houston. Pretty much past south side of 610 that's no. how bad 45 is but uh outside that it's beautiful here in downtown conroe did you get caught in that funky weather yesterday did it make it up, yes. up here in the woodlands no it's, to give you an idea holly's place didn't get any rain and she's about i would say four miles five miles away from us and it poured rain yeah like I, poured i was at my and mom's house I, it, I heard a couple of claps of thunder couple of drops of rain on my scalp which you know nothing says you're getting old you. yeah and then uh i started walking the car and i'm seeing pine cones flying through the air they've just been yanked from trees and flying and, and branches and it, yet i had to have my sunglasses on because it was bright where i was driving towards that was funky man <laughs> what are you typing on just, I'm trying to get stuff on Facebook and things and Twitter. And cool. Well, not only is it's not it perfect, it's not perfect yet. Not only is it burger tasting day today, but I'm gonna be I'm alive if they don't bring burgers just because of your anticipation. Like I don't expect people to bring food. I don't expect. It's it. always it's always nice. It's nice. And but no, I think you are because you keep talking about it. Well, I'm I'm trying to drive the point home, people. That you know, if you're the best burger. Well, the main thing we're gonna find out today is if it's the meat or if it's the sauce. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna say, "Why don't you come in and find out?" No, Opa. No. Well, then we'll. Yeah, you think they're? <laughs> man, <laughs> did you hear they about bring this? plates? You and throw, know, okay, we'll no, throw no, them. no, no. I wanted. I, I'm very interested because I have zero idea of their background 
like who they are or whatever. Okay. I was I saw a thing in the Wall Street about the Wall Street Journal about a, a food truck in Oregon. I think it was in Seattle. They got booed out of town because of cultural appropriation. Oh my lord! Because these white women did a taco truck. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? I can, unfortunately. Well, it was it's a offshoot. I remember the girl who wore the Chinese dress to the prom, see if I can find it. and Let she had all the haters it. and and thing that she culturally appropriated the dress, and she was she stayed unapologetic and it went away. Uh, people just like to become, I think, professional um, belly aker is going to soon be. Yeah, Portland burrito cart. Yeah, they closed after accused of cultural appropriation. They should have kept going. I would have bought tacos. I would have bought tacos and had them FedEx down just to support them because that's just that's just ludicrous. People are just becoming uh, professional belly acres, and and you know they'll have to start claiming that on their on their W twos or whatever because because that's how they, they just professionally get bent out of shape over everything. Yeah, yeah, and especially when it's none of their business. I, well, it, I it, can it, guarantee you that there weren't a lot of Latinos or Latinas. Getting upset at this taco truck. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident it would have been uh, fellow white women. Well, one of the issues they said uh, about this food truck is basically the ladies said they were inspired by Mexican food, and they'd always try to learn how to make authentic Mexican food. So a lot of their practices, and that's what one person claims that they stole the ingredients they stole. You stole my tortillas. Yeah. Now, if the ladies had wa- opened up the truck and say, "Hey, we're 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 selling, uh, we got tortillas with guacamole and jalapenos and uh, frijoles," and they had no idea what they were doing. Okay, I, I can understand a gripe, but this is. Uh, have you noticed this 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 like subsect of people saying, "Unless you're a woman, you shouldn't be able to." Uh, Pass laws. Congress shouldn't be able to pass laws on on women's rights, and that I don't get that that exclusivity. If the the if you're not me, you can't tell me what to do. Don't get it. I don't know. It's it's one of those situations where it's you don't think it's real, but the end result is it affected people, and this is how it, this is real. I mean, two people are out of a job because of that, and I think that's the scary part of of the of reality in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in today's social s- standards. So, but when things like this hit the news, that's where the outrage happens. You know, no one's reading. I I, don't, I think very few people are reading this and going, "Yeah, good on them. We need to run them out of town because they were." People like respond. I think more like like me. Like, okay, this is dumb. This is dumb. Uh, hey, speaking of so getting we'll, undone, we'll figure out if these people are Greek or not. Yeah, and right. We'll, Do they culturally appropriate uh, yeah, the, the Greekness? We'll, we'll make sure they're a part of that. Yeah, okay. Speaking of getting undone, remember how so. a week or two ago I was talking about the uh, Seattle would have that head tax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently yeah, they, yeah. they repealed it. That makes sense. So yeah. The, you the, know that, the, one, the that one CEO gave him a call and be like, I'm just going to let you know. Hey, uh, city council, this is Jeff, you know, the most powerful man in the tri-state area. You must be knocking that off. And I'm pretty sure that's the I quote. wonder what would be the reverse because, you know, I was thinking about what Dennis said the other day about the, the commune kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. 
What would happen if the area voting area was majority a majority, but a good chunk of it was homeless population? In in what context? And so? like if they voted. Well, here's the problem. Does that make sense? To so vote, you have to be registered to vote. To be registered to vote, you have to have an address. To have an address, you have to have a home. You can't use a post so office zero box. Home, like all homeless people don't have an ID? Like a, like a driver's license? It has to be a valid driver's license. And okay. if you're homeless— Well, we don't really know what Oregon's voter ID don't is. Have. What's Oregon's voter ID laws? Well, just, just federally, you oh, have to, to oh, register yeah. to vote. You have to have a, a residence because that will determine what your precinct, precinct is that you can vote for. I see. You gonna type it up? I'm looking it up because that's. I'm curious because you know that's how a lot of these politicians work is they protect the class mm -hmm. that is majority of their voters. You know they they try to do. I mean, that's, well, that's the problem. There's they're, nothing they're wrong not with voting. That. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. But what happens if they were? If they if they voted, well, they, first off, they wouldn't be homeless, so problem solved. But let's say there was a a group. Let, let's say the commune is an official address okay. where they you know. They pay property taxes and stuff. Basically, put to themselves together as a commune or as a shell, as a as a haven for homelessness. Well, the second you walk through the doors, first off, you're no longer homeless because you have this haven. But if it's an actual residence, then you can register to vote. All right. So to register to vote in Washington, you have to be a citizen, a legal resident, mm -hmm. eighteen years old, uh, eighteen eighteen year older. Uh, disqual not disqualifying from voting due to court order, blah, 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 and not under de uh, Department of Corrections supervision at the Washington Felony – for a Washington Felony Convention. So when it says a legal resident, is that saying that's what it requires where you live? Yeah. You have to be a resident of – I mean, is that place. not like a nonprofit that does that, I bet? Does what? Like they go, hey, use our address as your – You can. Uh, you know, you can get a nonprofit to do that. And that would be a, a smart thing to do. Hmm. Yeah. All right. But I, that doesn't surprise me at all. I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised it actually made it as far as it did before someone said, wait a sec. No, I'm not going to be spending this much on my own employees for your. And again, the, the response was. No, well, do you think it was because it was $25 a head? Because like I made that example of that Boeing company, they have eighty thousand employees, so I guess that would be was that like twenty million or something like that. I, it could be that, but I think more than the the cost, it could have been twenty five cents a head. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I think it's more of the. Uh, okay. Pardon me. The idea that city That's, council saying we can't. It's two thousand two million dollars a year. I think it's more response to basically city council was saying we can't deal with our own homeless problems so we're going to charge you for it as a private business or as a public business and publicly traded businesses and private businesses are going no this is not our gig it's not our responsibility to pay for your homeless situation that's why you have a city budget that's true and that's that was my problem this from day one i yeah i want everyone to have a shelter you know for for walls and a roof and i i don't think it's a I don't, I don't think it's a, a right, so it's like the Bill of Rights. They didn't say life, liberty, pursue the happiness in a two-bedroom condo. But I think everyone should have a, a decent opportunity. And with rent and mortgages being as high as they are, and, you know, most of us are just one paycheck away from being out on the streets ourselves, that I think there should be 
more resources put into how to, again, how to fix the problem, not just build a taller project. Look at New York. The projects, okay, they put people in shelters. Well, they're hoping they build things so high they don't have to look at what's below. There you go. I mean, of course. Yeah, that was deep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny is... Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, we, I preempted that. We probably have to take a break. Okay. And when we come back, I want to talk about... Um, Elon Musk got approved to do one of those boring, what do you call it? TED uh, Talk? No, the tunnels. The boring tunnels. Oh, oh that kind of boring. Uh, in Chicago. And I'm thinking to myself, well, they haven't even finished building the one in L.A. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how it really comes out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Okay. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star 915 brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. We're broadcasting live from downtown Conroe from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. Having a good time, hanging out, talking trash. Probably the biggest thing in recent news is World Cups coming to the United States. Last time the World Cup was in the United States was in 1994. Mm-hmm. And now we, do a, we did a joint bid. When I say we, I mean the United States. And uh, Mexico and Canada are, are going to have 10 games each. New arch nemesis Canada. <laughs> and I think we get 40 or something like that. Well, what's funny is they're, they're, we were bidding against Morocco. Mm-hmm. And what's different from this World Cup from the other World Cups is they're adding more teams for entry. And what happens is, if you know, in the past several, you know, I don't know, decades, you, you see all these countries that need to build new stadiums to support everything that's going on. I mean, in reality, I mean, in the future of the World Cup, they really want to go as big as they really want to go. Only things that are going to be able to hold it is like you have to do the whole whole of Europe. You have to do it by continents almost mm-hmm. just because of the amount of games that need to be played in the short amount of time and then hold that amount of people. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens like and like – World Cup 2050 or whatever it is. You think we'll still have the World Cup in 2050? Or whatever year, yeah. Well, I think I think soccer is going to last a long time just because it, it touches every aspect of the world. Uh, this is, unlike our World Series, the World Cup actually covers the world. But I, th- I found it interesting because uh, FIFA is, you know, they're always trying to get more teams involved. They have more teams involved, more money is going to be pumped into it. And... Uh, let me see how many teams are increasing. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they're expanding to 48 teams. Wow. So I don't know if that's even – is that double? That's even four dozen. Yeah, so for 2026 they're doing it, and that's when uh, USA won it. It's pretty crazy. 
Because right, yeah, right now there's 32. So there you go. So almost a 50% increase. Yeah. Well, there you go. So 2026, we're going to have World Cup back here again. Get the World Cup fever. Well, the only thing I'd be interested in about is when people are traveling to see the World Cup, since it's so spread out, people won't be able to fly from, like, say, New Jersey, where I think the final's being played. And then they have to go to Mexico to watch, like, their other team. And I wonder what the logistics behind traveling with the teams are. Like, the team has to travel. Now, a question, because that kind of makes sense. Soccer has kind of presented itself as the sport for everybody. You can be, you know, penniless in Ethiopia or penniless in Los Angeles and still, you know, it's for everyone. But are they going to price themselves out of, yes, for this World Cup, just for $10,000, you can hop on the plane? Well, they already have, they have that for every type of sporting event. And that's just... But I mean, they do it for cruises. They do it for sporting events. But here's the thing with like American football. If you're talking about tickets, that, that's what I mean. Oh yeah, to... sponsors. It's it's similar to like any local sporting event at that high caliber. Is you know, sixty percent of all tickets are going to be given to sponsors and everything, and then the rest is just you know up for grabs on StubHub. But I, I do want to give you a shout out to Rick who said it's boring. Well, the nice thing about the World Cup, Rick, is <laughs> half of the games are boring, and the other half are knockouts. So it's like our show. Well, yeah, uh, yes, exactly. And uh, so that's kind of nice. Don't watch the beginning of the World Cup if you don't want boring. But then when it gets to the knockout rounds, that's when it gets entertaining. Well, speaking of which, uh, you know, we were talking about Paul, the the psychic octopus. That, yes. That predicted a lot of the games in the 2010 World Cup. Well, apparently we have Achilles, the psychic Russian cat who gained notoriety through uh, for predicting a lot of the winners in last year's Confederations Cup, which is like kind of the Russian version of the, I guess, the the regional World Cup. Yes. And this cat, amazingly, chose Russia to win the first game of Oh, uh, yeah, they're playing Saudi Arabia today. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, that's difficult. They probably just... The judges probably rubbed a little catnip on the Russian flag because they they put pictures of the two flags in front of the cat. Actually, the game starts at 10. This morning. Shall we like lifetime? Can we do like color commentary? No. And he kicks the ball no. and he kicks the ball and hold on. Here comes a ball kick and there goes the ball. It's being kicked and it's being kicked down and oh, they're kicking it back. We have players names too. Number 42 kicks there it to number go. 36. Number 36. Hey, hold on. He's, he's juggling it. Is he good? Is he going to kick it? He, he kicked it. Oh my God. And there's Who saw that almost coming? a goal. <laughs> Getting goal. Oh, never oh he fell over on something. We don't know what that was. I wonder if you get, you get some guys. Well, my favorite, actually, my favorite commentary is when like people get break their legs and stuff, and the the horror, like the horrified voice of the commentator <laughs> is like number six with the ball dribbles, dribbles past number seven, and then here comes number twelve with the hard time. Uh, oh, oh! He, Apparently, we have a compound fracture. Oh, oh, is that? Oh, there's bone. Oh, there's bone. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, and also when <laughs> there's there's a couple commentaries where people get where they bump heads. Mm-hmm. And they just, you could just see the lifelessness of their bodies just hit the ground. And the <laughs> commentary is like, oof, oof, oof. That's gotta hurt. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Well, that's what they like. If you think about watching boxing or you watch MMA, there's not like that that silence in the abuse that people put on each other. Cause it's like, it's part of the game. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, he hits him with the right, hits him with the right. And he's down. Oh my gosh, he's down. No, we're like, oof, man, he looks like he's dead. But uh, I'm excited about the World Cup. 
And you could um, stuff it. I am too. Do you think there's ever been a commentator who? I wonder if he thinks the ball goes in games. Probably not. Why not? We have Reliant. We're right next to Mexico. I would not be surprised. Does people like Houston? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then maybe Houston has a shot. Okay, let's see. Be great to I'm have. looking it up. I'm seeing where they're where it's gonna be. Go. I think there's like 27 cities that are in the vying between the. Three oh, there hasn't been. Yeah, Houston's in it. Okay, it's a possibility. Yeah, they've already done it. Houston is a host city. I'm actually go to that. It'd be kind of fun. There you go. You'd be the guy that thinks it's gonna the, the ball's gone in, so you're going go. And no, usually to shut you up because I'm it doesn't the guy. Go I'm the guy at the stadium where it's like, oh man, my beer's halfway through, and I have to get up again. <laughs> That's me. So, do they throw? You know, do they have the guys with a you know walking the actually, outdoor taquitos or something? I've actually respect those men even more because that's the way. If I go to the baseball game or something, I like I bring cash just so I don't have to get up. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I feel bad is when you get up, there's just beer cans everywhere. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, sorry, cleanup crew. I'm doing my bit for the economy. Yeah, I'm giving you a job. If I didn't leave this mess, you wouldn't have a job. So you should be thanking me. But uh, the dick way to go. But no, that's one thing I do like about the World Cup, and especially there was there was good commentary on it yesterday about the importance of the United States hosting it because the projection is by the time 2026 comes around, we'll have a decent team, and then we can compete. But also, they they think the soccer is going to overtake baseball and basketball. In, in a sense of uh, development sport, sporting for kids. I can see that. So that's that's their projection. So Because I think it's already matched baseball, but it's getting to that point where it's taking over basketball. And I, I can see the World Cup. And that's what's, that's what's unique. And I think a lot of sports, you know, as an embodiment of sports like the NHL or the MLB, they have to look at it like that. Because if you're reminded every four years of a giant, event that the entire world gets involved in basketball doesn't have it they might have the olympics maybe but that's not as a big deal i would say mm -hmm. as compared to the world cup because i don't really think a lot of americans realize how important the world cup is to the world i i agree with you uh, and again the, the problem with both hockey and soccer while they'll never be well it's hard for them to be as mainstream as the others is because there's no timeouts there's no baseball. Uh, there's no uh, commercial breaks, and that's the problem. Americans have such short attention spans, for the most part, that we're not used to 45 solid minutes mm -hmm. of not getting up. You know, wait, I need another beer. Like you, can you watch it, knowing that the beer's in the other room? Well, the thing, well, the thing about it is, if you look away, it's like that's when you miss the cool parts. Right. So yeah. you, you know. But I mean, it's not set up for American sports are, are set up to you got your baseball break. OK, so we're going to warm up a new pitcher. Let's go to the break. And of course, football. Let's. Every yeah, but if you're there watching it, I'm talking about watching it on, on the seat in the seat in the stadium. Well, you have to be inspired to go to it. Now, I mean, here's, baseball, here's the, I don't mind getting out and getting a beer. Right. Because you can you can hear it. You can hear the roar of the crowd. They got TV things everywhere. But also a baseball ticket. You can get a day game ticket for what? 12 bucks? No. At the Astros? Yeah. I would say 20. 20? Even like... You the know, nosebleeds? Yeah. Probably 20. Okay, 20. Or probably a little bit more. I mean, I don't really... Yeah. 
but you can bring in food now. Like they changed the like I think the last four years they changed the way they you can. Well, yeah, too many empty seats now. How what was it cost to go to a football game? Oh, a minimum fit eighty bucks. Minimum, and and that's you know, and that's well, that's primarily because of the scalping kind of issue they have. Well, because one thing that uh, the Texans and all the NFL, I think all the NFL teams, they sell real estate. Did you know those seats are like real estate? No. Yeah. So like when you when the Texans first launched. You put a bid in for a seat. You mentioned that. I, I remember that now. Yeah, you put a, you bid in for a seat, and they paid like you could pay ten thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. It's like depends on what what size of bid you wanted, and you got those four seats. So basically, you paid to have access to buy the tickets, and no one else. So you get those four tickets or two tickets or whatever, and you pay mm. face value fifty bucks, eighty bucks, hundred fifty dollars. Then you can turn around and charge three times as much. Uh, one of my family uh, family members has four seats at the Texans, and basically what they do is they sell half the season, and it pays for the tickets. And so they see, you know, they see the other the other half. Timeshare condo. Well, here's so, the thing, you know, and Mrs. then they get playoff stuff, and that's when they make you know an extra three grand or something like that. Right, Mississippi. I'm the football widow in this family. Uh, I don't care about American football much at all. Mrs. Skippy, and so I've actually bought her tickets to football game, Texans games. Yeah. And I have to go to like StubHub and, and hope for the best because that stuff is not. Well, that's, it's definitely one of those things that the, the people who you know. Because I will say firsthand, you, you, you're able, depending on who you know, you can get free tickets to every game. It just depends on who you know. Uh, I need to know more people. Especially than... if you know a sponsor, another corporation or whatever, because they usually have like, you know, tickets lying around. They do. It's really weird. Now, Brett, one of our listeners on Facebook, uh, he wanted to let us know American football has never been a particularly big development sport, sport, but it's still number one pro sport in the nation. My theory behind that, Brett, is because high schools and middle schools are so big, there's only one sport that can sustain the amount of kids, and that's football. Because per football team, if you think about high school football, seen like like senior high level football there's like 80 kids on the team or 70 kids and then they even have like b team c team with like 50 kids 80 kids and stuff like that it's the only sport that that many people can be involved in at a young age with that amount of people like with the amount like the mass of the of the school because if you look at like soccer typically it's 11 people plus five subs and like so, for example, for in competitive sports and soccer is twenty three man roster. So when you're going to the World Cup, you're bringing twenty three people with you. Now you can't do that at high school because you know whatever. But does that make sense to you? Hold on, I'm playing the I'm playing our video. Oh, to get those views up. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I think it's the number one pro sport because it's how many Americans go through the system. But I can't help but point out, and I I, I know I've got rose colored glasses on. But if you want to engage the most number of students, screw the football team. Get an arts program going. Well, I mean, there are arts programs, but there's not a viewership for that. that well, because so, no, yeah. there's no network that – what comes first, the chicken or the egg? There's no viewership because no network would dare put on a, a college production of something that uses five times the amount of students. Well, I mean, the spelling bee. The spelling bee is like broadcasted on ESPN. Yeah, the Ocho ESPN 8. The but I mean, I, it's still, I mean, that's something. It, it is, but it's not given the. I, I would. I would love to live in a society where the, the corporate sponsors are jockeying for. I want a thirty second spot on the spelling bee, or. or well, there are corporate sponsors. Like there's, 
for those academic, no, paying a million bucks. A well, there are. I mean, if you look at if you look at all the accounting firms, see how much money they sponsor high school and college stuff. Seriously, because mm-hmm. accounting firms they do a lot of recruiting, and part of that is sponsorship or paying for stuff or doing things like that. Right. But it's also about the return. Like, how do we get a return out of it? And accounting firms get it. Law school, a law firms get it. And then, because I mean, how many people do you think they comb there at Harvard? All those big law firms. True. True it's, that. It's more on the individual, not like the spread of a network. Mm-hmm. So, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We're going to take a break. Coming up at 10 o'clock, we got the Greek Squad coming in. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. All right, welcome back. Nine thirty-three on the dot. Yeah, uh, over the break, uh, Brett raised a good point that you know there's the vicarious, you know, basically the what you get out of it, and, and I understand that. And like I said, I'm just kind of grousing that all, so many schools put so much into an athletics program where art suffers the result, and I know that there's not a production in the universe that would grab the audience. Well, I'd be surprised certain schools Bowl. don't do that. Like I imagine John Cooper, even though it's a private school, they spend a lot of money. They do, but I'm, no, I'm talking about for mass I mean, I met that guy who's a part of the drama department. That's ridiculous, the productions they put on. Oh, it, it's staggering. It's wonderful, so, but you got to go there. It won't go out on the air. It won't, certainly won't hit national television like a, a football game. There's no channel set aside for good productions or even, hell, even bad productions. Well, PBS does Houston stuff. But their PBS does everything so it's not I'm talking, about houston. I'm talking about houston pbs yeah but any pbs station for its city well they will put on live at the rockefeller center they won't put on lone star college's production of best little whorehouse in texas even though it may be better than what you see well, i also think that i mean as technology gets better and i don't know if you've seen espn live no yet but they're i mean the fact that they're playing like third division softball that means they could do those schools' academia. They could definitely do that. They're building the infrastructure to do it, and just I mean that's it's it's doable. But is it a high production? And, is it, and that th- I think that's a lot of issues too with the average viewer. Now with everything on demand and the way things flow in your lifestyle, I expect it to be the same across the board almost. Or I judge it. So for example, what at, at the height of television, like say news television. What's the best news television you've ever seen today? Today? Yeah. 
moment production wise like they it's it's well produced and it's well presented it's all schlocky to me nowadays okay it's all gloss there's they're standing in front of tvs and okay so you do tv so you're not talking about youtube because there's some youtube channels that do news and it's like digest of the news stories or like the other day i watched for the first time vice news on hbo okay because holly and i were we're not doing tv we're doing streaming and she really likes those hbo shows so she's like hey i want to subscribe to this i'm like great you do what you got to do and she goes hey check this out and it was vice news is like 15 minutes digest and they basically went through six stories and they did interviews like talk about dennis robin and and it was it was that day it wasn't the week it was literally that day's news Mm -hmm. and i was like i wonder how long it takes them to produce this because if you're if you're able to put something on hbo within the day I mean, you got to do a staff. You got to have a staff of like mm-hmm. five people. You just treat it like a live now, news broadcast. Now, their coverage was a little spotty, I would say, because, it, and that's one thing I would love. Actually, I wish I could bring that clip. I'm going to try to find that clip. I want to play it for you guys. Because basically what they were doing is they had their commentator, and then they show the snippet. And what the guy was commentating on didn't fit with the snippet. Was It was almost like it wasn't propaganda, but it was just kind of like, well, I didn't see it that way mm-hmm. and things like that. Because it covered a, lo- a wide variety. I don't need a variety. reporter to tell me to summarize what I've just seen. Yeah. So and I'll be, I would love to bring it to your attention just so you could see if I was like. I'll have I, a look at that. And uh, But basically where I'm getting at is, you know, we it was good production. And so now I'm going to judge every other production. So if you had some Connor High School trying to do the same thing with the news at Connor High School, you judge it for not being as good. Would you say that's fair? Like it's your initial judgment? Yeah. I mean, of course, again, you can, you, of course you can say, oh, they're high schoolers. Oh, they don't have the funds or anything. But for your first impression is like, oh, it's just not as good. Yeah. And it's kind of like watching high school football on TV. It's well, just not as good. And, and again, you know, pardon the pun, Brett's kind of knocking out of the park where he points out, you know, you watch a show, you get immersed in that universe for a while. And as a, as a, you don't picture yourself in the ensemble singing. You watch a football game. You're down there. You know, you're reliving your high school days. You're throwing the ball yourself. I'd do that. You know, there's no armchair choir member, but there's an armchair quarterback. And again, I get it. I just, to me, it's it, it, it's it's sad a little bit. I wish more resources went to the arts because you want to bring students together. You want to get them out of gangs and stuff. Give them, uh, you know, you put them in sports where either you win or you well, lose. Well, let's period. look at it like this then. Think of think of arts and think of the NFL. NFL, I think, has like thirty-two teams or something like that. Am I right? Or something? Who, sure. who cares? Whatever the number of teams are. Sure. With that in mind, who would be the thirty-two teams for arts? Like, who would be the big the big art people that you would strive to? Like, you know, I want to perform on this stage or this group or whatever. Even if it weren't national, even if it were uh, well, local you, TV, you got to have the highest of the highest competition, mm-hmm. just so because people talk about that, people are interested in the highest competition of say, if I'm going to watch the Three Musketeers, would I rather watch Three Musketeers that Sean K. Thompson produced, or would I? I'm talking about like on TV, yeah. or would I want to watch the one that they did in New York Broadway, whatever? What's like the biggest theater in the United States for that kind of stuff? Rockefeller Center, Lincoln so, Center. Rock, yeah, Lincoln Center. So, like, which one would they rather watch? I'm talking about the general population. You're absolutely right, so you need, and, and you, I get it. You got to have that first. You mm-hmm. can't have the small stuff first. But it's the exclusion of all small stuff. But then you, it goes down where it's the oh, it's, it's the mindset more than anything. Oh, you know, parents will go to a high school production of this and that, but very few people outside of the parents 
will. And well, I just was, wish there was the Well, mindset. that was even funnier about, I was talking to the Booster Club president for Conroe High School, and he said that their main goal for this upcoming year is to get more people to come to the games. And I don't know if that's because they want to justify how much money they give. Back, well, that's a big thing. But it's like, you're talking, I was like, so you're asking me to come to the game even though I don't have a kid? And I don't live in, I am going to live in Conroe, but I, like, I feel like it's kind of like, that's not my mentality to go, oh, what's going on Friday? I'm going to go check out the local football game. But there are booster clubs and they do encourage people, you know, there are incentives and people well, do know, go that's what I'm saying. But there's they, no arts booster club. Well, I mean, there's not, uh, I also think that's kind of at the fault of the local people that they're Absolutely. not promoting it. That's what I'm saying. It, so, it's just a, a, like a mindset went, that starts at the I lowest went, levels. When I went to ACU, we'd always know when the play was going on. Mm-hmm. We don't, like it was like really hard not. To oh, you can see have that. an arts university and 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 or even an arts high school. And even in high school, I like if, while I was attending, but like so, so now we're in Conroe. Do you know when the next Conroe High School drama play is? But even though it's summer. Well, in summer, well they haven't picked the next season yet. Well, I mean during the, during the last season, did you go attend any of them? I could not. So, but and it, well, it really bummed me out because my daughter was in theater tech. And okay. so she was actually backstage for. Some she actually had a reason not to, a reason to attend. Yes. and you didn't. Yeah. Way to go, Dad. I know. I'm probably gonna try get, too busy doing your own show. I'm gonna get fish heads for Father's Day. I just know it. Well, you know, it comes down to advertising. That's what it really comes down to. How do you present it? Because I mean, the NFL reason. I mean, the NFL when it first started, they had so many comp- competitors at that time, mm-hmm. and they just made the right deals, made the right choices. So yeah, when it they comes set themselves to, up as a nonprofit organization. Well, yeah. So when it comes to the years. arts, that's what I mean. You got to make the right choice there, mm-hmm. and especially what what body is going to control all the arts. Now, I am inspired. I must say, uh, I remember in the seventies. I think it was CBS. CBS Playhouse is what it was called. Okay, and they would put on a Broadway production, but not like recorded live. They would actually shoot it like a like a three camera live presentation on the stage. So you wouldn't have the audience interaction, but you'd have great camera angles. And I mean, I remember as a kid, I watched, um, uh, they did uh, uh, Shakespeare, Much Ado About Nothing, with Sam Watterson, you know, from yeah. uh, Capricorn One and Law and Order, yeah. uh, playing Benedict. And it was wonderful. And so CBS actually went out on that limb and did that. It was I'm pretty sure it's called CBS Playhouse. And of course it went away. But lately, if you notice... You got Grease Live. You got the horrible Rocky Horror Live. I just can't believe they put that on TV. But at least it was there. And the Jesus Christ Superstar concert experience was pretty darned good. And you saw the people there just eating it up. And, and it got good um, good response, a good good, good uh, viewership. So there, there's a glimmer of hope. I'd like to see more of those. If they got to use the John Legends and the Julian Juliana Hoff, whatever her name is, as as the as the grabs, I'll take it because it does open up the arts more. Well, the way I see it, is you get those big names that attract money, viewers, and thing and interest, and then you have like say for example, uh, Juilliard. Mm-hmm. I I don't really know what they do there besides that's like if you're an art person, that's a cool school to go to. Mm-hmm. So what 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 stops Juilliard from saying, hey, the Woodlands High School is accredited Juilliard school? No, I would it, love to like answer they that. They had the program. They, they have, may have. There could be a well, Juilliard prep school. Because you got to look at what makes the NFL successful and things like that. Well, they, they have a good development program. And not the NFL, but not indirectly. They have people doing football 
and stuff like that. And then it kind of funnels. Everyone wants to go to the big show. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, well, apparently, Juilliard does have a pre-college division that offers comprehensive conservatory-style music programs for students 8 through 18 who exhibit particular talents. So i got to look into that. So there is something along those veins. And you do have your what your, some magnet schools. Some are good. Some not so good. Uh, Houston has HSPVA, Houston School, High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. And that's literally the Houston version of the Fame School. In New York. Well, like, I just found this article. It says, one of Texas high schools accounts for nearly half of the famed Juilliard School's incoming dance class. So clearly that school's doing something, mm -hmm. and that's going to get a very a big notoriety for those who are dancers. But Right, and unfortunately anyone who's not a dancer, no one knows who or what it is. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, and again, it's no one's fault. I'd, li I'd like to point the blame at the NFL or someone to say it's your fault. It's no one's fault. It's just the mindset. I can lament it, um, but yet oddly, the I mean, world do, keeps do the arts even have booster clubs? I mean, it sounds not like not organized to the extent. Alumni associations tend to and booster clubs tend to be uh, athletic and not academic and not uh, arts wise. Yeah, you know this song. Uh, the The lyrics fit the tune to Eddie Money's Two Tickets to Paradise." Is it? Yeah, I got. Cheeseburgers in paradise. Well, yeah. It probably just has the word paradise in it. Yeah, but it, it, two tickets, cheeseburgers, trust me, it fits. You're going to sing it during the break. I know it. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, 944. We got one more break until the Greek squad comes in. So stay tuned for that. We're going to get everything ready. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget, we're here every Monday morning from 9 a.m. to 11. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We will have speed eating sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up a race. But at night I'd have these wonderful dreams. Some kind of sensuous treat. Not zucchini, fettuccine, burger, wheat. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. Broadcasting live on IRLoneStar.com and, of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and then Morning's Lone Star on Facebook and YouTube. Great interaction with some folks on Facebook about academic sports or sports and academia and then also money. Why does it get divided? And how can we improve? And my answer to that is it has to start locally, and then also you have to build big dreams. <laughs> Build your dreams. But also, how do you make money from it? That's the one thing I'd be concerned with. Because, like, I get how movies are able to pay millions of dollars to actors, but say you're the top-of-the-line Broadway star. How much money do they make? Oh, I would presume somewhere between ten to 50000 a performance. A performance? Uh-huh. Okay. 
So how many performances could you realistically do a year? 300. So you're talking about per night they get paid 50 grand? Yeah, per performance. Okay. Probably about 10,000 a performance. All right. Let's look Let's at look the calculator. Okay. So you're saying 50,000. And how many performances a year, well, realistically? Well, like say it was a realistically. Good, say it was a good year. Like I worked my well, butt off. Well, production, I mean, can run until people stop buying tickets. So okay, it can so, run for years, but so, you get tired of. Well, yeah, but like, all right, give me one year. How many How many performances? Um, Let's say 150. So they made $7.5 million? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. Here's the go. Okay, so for a Broadway actor, the minimum wage is $1,605 a week. Okay. So a Broadway star, uh, um, I'm trying to figure out, you know, but you have something like Wicked, you know, you have like a... a well, I'm just talking about like if you want to be, if you want to make money from the from acting well, you and, you be don't, a, and you don't want to go to movies or TV, the other, other option is Broadway or stage, right? Mm-hmm. So Broadway probably pays more than stage because well, you're singing and you're doing a lot of stuff. Well, don't forget, there's stage on Broadway. You're talking musical, yeah. Broadway musical. Well, what, Broadway. What's the word Broadway then? Is that not musical? No, Broadway's part of New York where there are many theaters across uh, the theater district. I thought it was just, that's a, just another No, you have Broadway musical. musical. Okay. So, but the minimum, because to be on Broadway, you have to, you know. You have to go Juilliard. <laughs> no, but you have to. That helps. You get minimum of 1600 a week. Okay. And that's for the lowest dancer. So the star, you know, it's a star power. So think about it. Um, you know, like when Phantom of the Opera came out and Michael Crawford was the Phantom, I believe he was making 10000 starting off 10000 up a show. And if he, if he did it four nights a week, let's say, taking the other three off, that's uh, 40000 a week. He probably, he, you know, and people would come to see him. So he, he did it for years. So let's I mean, say. I would too if I had that kind of Let's say chance. 40 weeks a year. So 4000 Forty thousand a week for forty weeks. Was a sixteen mil, something like that. Mm-hmm. But all right, so let's look at like that's the top of the line. But then, then but the thing about that though, then you got your Julia Roberts or Tom Cruise's who make twenty million for a single motion picture. Now it takes the same amount of time to make it. Probably shorter, depending on. Like, well, you know, from but basically when, once they start shooting a movie to when it hits the theater, it's usually about a year. And. Yeah, but typical production, movie productions in the last no longer than three months. Typical. Like okay, well, shoot, like to shoot the movie. If I'm Julia Roberts, oh, yeah. I'm not there for a year. No, but then you got to go back for ADR. You know, re- re- looping but your typically dialogue. Typically, it's like three months of time. Uh huh. That's why. That's what I've read. And then sure, and then double that for the promotions. You got to get out there and promote it and stuff. But so you make comparable money in yeah. a movie, but that's for a single unit. Whereas for for a Broadway, it's Night after night after yeah. night. But what about medium-sized people? Like who aren't Michael Crawford? Like C-List. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd probably... Like say the Alley Theater, they get traveling shows. They're not making 10 grand a, a show. Oh, no, 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 no. But think about it. Um, if you're on Broadway, the minimum you can be paid is 1600 yeah. a week, which means that... And that, that's, you know, chorus member number 42. That's dancer 12. So let's say you have a speaking role. Well, then that, uh, so, oh, same thing with movies. As an extra, I got paid $70 a day to be a, uh, a movie extra. And there were some stars in that movie. Not You know, it was a Tim Matheson was in the movie. 
couple of other people, uh, a gal that went on to be in. Was he really famous in the 70s? Well, he was famous enough. Because okay. he, you know, this is before he became the vice president on West Wing, but after Animal House okay. and Up the Creek. Uh, probably around uh, just before the time of This Is uh, Not This Is Us, um, The Story of Us, the Bruce Willis, Michelle Pfeiffer divorce movie. Anyhow, uh, I can guarantee he got paid a hell of a lot more than I did because that's, yeah. and that's why I'm not a, the fan of, you know, wage parity, you know, uh, women should be paid as much as men. Everyone should get the same. No, no, no. I was an extra. I was in, I was, uh, in a alien autopsy and then I was in a, in a crowd scene outside and the crowd scene was the only one that you can see me in this movie. Uh, it was nice. I got my two seconds of, <gasps> you know, staring at an off screen explosion, but it was, it was me. So that was worth my 70 bucks in free food. Tim Matheson as the star and director, I guarantee you made a hell of a lot more. It's the same thing with, with, with stage and Broadway. You can make, you know, a thousand a week. That's bare minimum. So that would be for the, you know, some of the speaking role. Let's set that by at least five. Now nine, let's look 5, at it. Let's week. look at it like, uh, like how the NFL looks at it. So like every NFL player has a chance. Every football player in college, it's like a 2.7% mm-hmm. chance to be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What's the chance you think just just playing the game here mm-hmm. to be making sixteen hundred dollars for the average person. Uh, grim. Think, think about the number of waiters that are in Los Angeles. Waiters and waitresses. Who, yeah. Oh, I'm just waiting tables until I, I get a get a gig. It's hard. Well, I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Also, is the disorganization of the arts because when you're like, say, you're a painter. There's not really an organization unless you're like in the inner circle of the rich mm-hmm. or things like that. So unfortunately for those people who want to be artists, they either take their art and say, oh, I can be a graphics designer or I can do things for Facebook and make millions of dollars. And uh, I can sell out. But uh, well, that one guy, did you ever forget about that? That one painter? When Facebook like first started, they had their first, they, they, they right when they opened on IPO. Mm-hmm. They got this painter to do mural, a mural, and then he goes, "No, don't pay me. Pay me in stock." <laughs> so smart man. But uh, well, that's what the original Star Wars cast did for the most part. They're like, "Okay, pay a scale, which is you know pretty, pretty, pretty low, yeah, sag scale, uh, but give us uh, points off the and merchandising percentage of the merchandising." And the, well, that's what saw Kiss through the 70s and 80s, especially the lean 80s and 90s when they weren't that popular. Gene Simmons, great businessman. It was all the merchandise. He owned all the merchandising. Every Kiss doll and lunchbox and costume and everything. They get a piece of it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like the disorganization in, in arts is it's not as like a funnel with the NFL or like a professional sport. Professional sports are very organized. True. But, but the arts are not. But there's a downside to that. Football player, I'm a quarterback. I hurt my arm. I can no longer throw. I'm not playing football anymore. Period. End of subject. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't even know football positions, but I'm the guy who's supposed to run fast. I pull a hand. Yeah, but then they become run. like a coach at a high school or college yeah, for, or something like that. For, and that's if they want to stay with the If they want to the stay passion. with it. But I'm saying that one job, they're gone. Let's say I'm a, I'm a sculptor. I mean, you could say, yeah, you say about a sculptor and they get their hand chopped off. Like they can't sculpt anymore. Well, there's hands. Or they could be off. they could be famous because they got their nub sculptor, <laughs> right? Uh, well, let's let's say you're a painter and your paintings don't sell. You can no longer do that particular 
thing, you can, there are other art outlets. So the disorganization actually helps because it's not so focused. You can't say, okay, well, I can't be a quarterback, so I'll be a running back or I'll be a wide receiver. No, basically you train for the one job until you can't do it anymore, and then you're out. You can't do anything well, else. Well, there's, there's, there's people known to play other positions, but because actually a lot of quarterbacks go to a receiver. It's like if I was a quarterback in high school and college, a lot of those guys. Yeah, but you go, got a guy on the front line who go to something else. You see, you have a you know three hundred eighty pound zero percent body mass behemoth there. He's not going to be oh, the guy course. running fast. So you got to train for that one position. But that's the issue with the academic world. It's just there's no there's no clear path to go to a successful route that you want to strive to be. Which I think opens up more chances for success. If there's and that's not why a most art route. is just depressing because <laughs> everyone's just so sad and poor. So right. I think I mean without it you can't. Hello, really... that's me. <laughs> I'm sad. Great, I was happy. Now I'm just gonna sad. Anyone got any hemlock for my you, Conroe and copy? Then, and then you got some lady writing Twilight, getting <laughs> getting paid. <laughs> making stuff like that and then you have the whole I hate art you, the Stephanie, whole, the, what's your name you have the whole art community you just confused. but uh <laughs> but i mean i like especially there's something wrong with being teachers or anything like that but it's it's more of you see the disorganization in the sense of you know if i want to be a painter the only thing i would say you know nine times out of ten of a painter they're have another job to support their painting but then, of course, they'll get their big break where they sell that one painting for, you know, two grand, five grand, a hundred bucks, two million dollars, whatever. But uh, but that's rare. It's just like the NFL. To be in the NFL, there's only, you know, where that low percentage is. I think to answer your question about how do we get more money into it, I would say the, the organizations and also the community needs to be more organized about it. Mm -hmm. Very Something very interesting. So uh, listener Rick points out, uh, he has a good friend who played in the NFL for five years, and this former NFL player will tell any kid interested in sports, do not play football, which is interesting because I've been interviewing some Conroe luminaries for this City of Conroe video, yeah. and one of them was a locally renowned bronze sculptor. Okay. Um, and I asked him, if someone came to you say, I want to I want to be a bronze sculptor when I grow up, what would you tell him? And this guy was saying, don't do it. I think everyone says that. Well, and that's the thing. And I'm just like, okay. He's like, if if you're a true artist, anything I say isn't going to matter. But I'm telling you, it's the toughest thing in the, in the world. And then, then he actually said, well, no, I'm sure there are things tougher. And so anyone who, it's funny because these are both successful men who have said this. I'm a success, but don't do it. Don't follow in my footsteps because the pain to get there. So it, it's interesting that arts and sports, the exact same answers. It's, you know, it's a lot of pain. It's a lot of toughness. You know, you know obviously with art, it's more emotional pain than than physical, like when a, in a contact sport. Yeah. Well, I mean, just do what you got to do, whatever. Eat, drink, and be merry. Can I just say that? Eat, drink, We're be gonna merry. We're going to take a break. We're going to try to get the Greek squad in. Get the Greek squad in. And if you so, like burgers, stay I tuned. I want to talk to this, this NFL This is player. like the number one burger we got to get the NFL. In Montgomery County area. I know, seems. and I hope they bring something. But no, I want to get um, this NFL player on the air. If he's listening, let us know. We want to get you on the air and talk to you about your career. Yeah, just message us on Facebook, Morning's Lone Star. There, there, you, go. there you go. We're uh, going to take a quick break. It is top of the hour at 10 o'clock. So stick around. we got a lot of stuff coming your way here on Lone Star Community Radio with Mornings with Lone Star. We're brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. And don't forget, we podcast every show 
here on iTunes and Google Play so you can listen to it wherever you go. And you can also watch us on YouTube and Facebook Live. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're in Cheeseburger Paradise because apparently we're with the dude or the guys or the ladies, whoever's in that truck, makes the best burger apparently in the Montgomery County area. Is that safe to say? Oh, yeah. I, I think so. I think All we right. did a pretty good we job. We got the Greek Squad in. Yeah, Jesse Malice, owner of the Greek Squad, who... Uh, it's a food truck. Yes, sir. I guess okay. we didn't have to be aware of Greeks bearing gifts because we don't. he doesn't have any burgers. All right, we got, we, got, we got two important <laughs> questions. Are you Greek? I am. Okay, good. So you can stay here. All You're right, not, there's there no we cultural go. appropriation oh, of oh, the no. Greek heritage. We were talking about, I don't know if you heard about that taco truck up in Seattle... They uh, they they were forced to close because of all the boycotting and they basically said that basically some Caucasian two- women started it and they were like accused of culturally appropriating Mexican. Really? Yeah. So, wow. So, okay. Yeah. Well, but no. that's not you. That's good not for us. you. That's not you us. can go to Seattle. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right. Do they eat Greek food in Seattle? I have no idea what they eat. Actually, the the Greek food and the euros are a lot more popular up north than they are out here. Really? So we're, kind, we're kind of spreading the word. And see, right? It is well, euro. I, I, I told you it was euro. What did I say? Well, Nothing, just, I I'm always, everyone right. always like, it's gyro, it's hero. No, it's euro. Hey, everybody says it their own way. That's all hey, right. No, well, I will say that if you bring any foreign language or words into Texas, it's not going to sound the same. The people are going to be like, yeah, it's gyro. I want a like gyro. I mean, it's never, <laughs> it's very rare. Where I, it's like, I oh, myself right. am looking out for a gyro. So, <laughs> where are you guys located? Uh, so our main location, we have one that's open every day except for Monday at a food truck park called Deacon Baldy's. Yeah, off of 1488. okay. Where's that? 1488? 1488. New Magnolia area just right down from 2978. Uh, it's right around 1488 near Kirkendall between okay, Kirkendall and 2978. I know Deacon Baldy's. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm there amongst uh, three other food trucks, and we're open every day, 11 to set, or 11 to 9 on the weekdays and 11 to 11 on the weekends. Okay. Right. So and cool. it's a it's a great place, family friendly, pet friendly. So that's, if you haven't been to Deacon Baldy's, it's like a big covered outdoor area with some trucks, tons mm-hmm. of different craft beers. I mean, so you're there six days a week. Six days a week. Okay, on yes, the sir. seventh day, that's where you rest. That's that's where we rest, except for you know, instead of Sunday, we do it on Monday. Okay. Do you guys throw plates there? No, we we uh, got in trouble for doing that, so <laughs> we we were asked to stop. Just throw paper <laughs> Our plates neighbors in the are really trash rowdy. can. I know, right? right? Yeah, the paper plates aren't the same. They don't make the noise, and people don't yell "opa." So we kind of don't do that anymore. How long have you been around? Uh, we've been around for two years. So actually, our uh, one-year anniversary is coming up soon. Uh, July second and twenty sixteen is when we open. So 
we're uh, we're real close to our two year anniversary. Nice. Congratulations! Yeah, thank and this you very is much. a the the Texas Burger Throwdown is an annual event. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, well, we'll throw down Texas, but right. you got the words oh, come on. there just in the I'm wrong dyslexic. order. How about Similar. That? <laughs> so that's been going on for a couple of years now, from what I understand, three years, Correct. and basically. They invite the burger chefs of the community, mm -hmm. restaurant. You have to be a restaurant. A restaurant right? or a food trailer. Okay. And then you probably had to have a social and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, they judge it off of, do you like literally make the burger and give it to them? Or oh, yeah. So we had to uh, we had to make eight different burgers. Well, not different, but we had to make eight burgers for eight judges and yeah. uh, turn them all in. And, and, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were, the I believe, the last or the second to last burger to turn in. So we turned in at uh, – at 320 and then all of a sudden at four o'clock i'm told i need to head toward the stage i mean i i was i was amazed i, I mean we're a euro truck and i make good burgers but i didn't think we were going to win this thing i'm competitive but i didn't think we were going to win it and it was it was a heck of a surprise even today i, I still can't believe we did it well congratulations I first off that. now the second question dick and i have because he and i've actually gotten in some fist fights over this one off the air it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty so what's the secret the the meat or the sauce oh that's kind of a combination of both Okay, what's fifty one percent? Because the, the, this I, a friendship rides on this. I think it's the meat. Because Greeks know see, the meat. See, I no, think so. You're yeah. towards the meat. What? Fifty one percent. I'd have to say the, the meat. sauce. Okay, oh! great. Great. Did you hear that? <laughs> I think I that was my guess. That. <laughs> that was my guess. Yeah, no, I, whatever. He it, said it's equal. I'll go. No, with he said fifty one percent. Only because I man. forced him into it. He, he, he did. didn't want to. He did. I had to agree. <laughs> he didn't want to. <laughs> No, it was Damn uh, it. it was definitely the meat. We we did uh we worked for a couple of weeks to find that blend that we wanted to do. Oh, because oh, you already knew your sauce. Oh yeah. So man, it, it was the meat. Okay, now because I know that lamb is popular in Greek cuisine. Mm -hmm. uh, are were you going full beef here? Do you have like a mixture? Is there like a lamb? Well, it, it was a mixture. Our original thought was to go with some kind of a Greek burger, and then we were like, you know, everybody knows our Greek stuff, That's so let's Greek. try to go somewhere else. And we actually did a tri blend with uh, we did brisket, short rib, and Angus. And uh, it oh my was God. I'm getting hungry now. Oh yeah. Oh no. You you should have seen it whenever it was it was fresh, man. That thing was so juicy, so good, and and that's probably what ended up taking it for us. The, the flavor was there. Everything was there. You just you, you couldn't you couldn't deny it. Yeah, that rumbling you hear is indeed my stomach. So there you go. <laughs> There's no like Persian influence, right? No. Okay. No, just no. making sure you got bad history. I'm just you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you never know. Okay, so we have a listener who's demanding to know in your research, uh, do you watch Bob's Burgers? You know, I've seen oh, some of it. It's real important to research. Hey, it is. I've you got to know. I've seen some <laughs> of it, and actually, uh, we we uh, decided off of that show to make some funny names of some of our burgers. So, like, we have a we have a really good Gouda burger with uh, uh, good bacon, Gouda cheese, and a garlic sauce, and we, you know, we just, of course, call it the Hella Gouda Burger. So, <laughs> it's uh, they got some funny names on that show, and... Might as well food truck. That's what you're supposed to do. Weird names, funny stuff, and people are interested in it. So we have fun. Good. Well, Dick and I will be popping out there at some point to eat, eat some of the burgers here. And because uh, I, I think it's the sauce. I think you're lying to me, and that's okay. Um, well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, we did do a little bit of changes to the sauce to, to win that competition. Like I said, I'm competitive. I wanted to go in there with something new. Sriracha? So, no. <laughs> I'm just no, actually, we took our uh, traditional. LSD, what? Yeah, <laughs> we took our traditional tzatziki sauce and changed it over into like a chipotle style. So we did some workings mm. to it to make it good. But that's that's what was on there was a spice. So it's almost version. like a fusion oh, cuisine. Yeah. It was a hundred percent a fusion style. Ooh, you know, we put a special touch on everything we did except for the buns. Buns was just a sourdough. 
So uh, how, do you know how many uh, competitors there were? Who, who were you up against? So there was 10 competitors. Um, some of the more popular names that were there was Oh My Gogi, uh, Moist Tacos, and Street Food. Moist uh, Tacos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Moist, believe it or oh, not. Moist. I think said no, Moist. Holly. No. No, see, I can't say that a lot of people hate that word. I know, that's why. <laughs> why do they my, hate that word? I, I really bad. don't know. It's because you'd be moist. <laughs> if you're if you're listening right now, why do you hate moist? Is well, it, I love moist myself, but the word doesn't get some people. It, it really does. Now this, I want some moist tacos. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I want a moist burger. We just lost half of our three audience members. Oh. No, they, uh, but there were some good competitors there. And then uh, Slappy's Creole Cuisine, they, they were there, really good friends with those guys. And they, they actually... Uh, it was weird. So we did a regular burger, and then the Creole place, they did a lamb shank burger instead of you know, the Greek <laughs> truck doing a lamb burger. But they did a really good job. They actually took second place. And then, uh, of course, there was Laredo Taco out there, um, one of my favorite trucks, Brazilian Joe's. They did mm-hmm. these Brazilian sliders, and they were really good. They got people's choice. And so— Well, that would have been uh, more of a pork? Uh, no, wonder. theirs was a beef, and uh, actually Moise or Moist, whatever you want to say, uh, did, <laughs> did, the, uh, did a pork burger. Was so. there a sabotage between teams? Do you know? Oh, no. Uh, the, the food truck community is steroid so Steroid abuse, anything like that? No, we just... Oh, that's uh, boring. I mean, everybody might have booed me as I walked to the stage, but, you know, I'm a Greek truck. They're saying, Gouda, Gouda. <laughs> they didn't want me to win, but no, we're all friendly. We all, it's all friendly competition, and we have a lot of fun, and that's the food truck. The food truck is a family. It's it's what it is. Anywhere you go, you know the people, and you hang out, and you have a good time. So. Cool. So the food truck is the, the one, because I think you said our main location is at Deacon Baldy's. Do you have other trucks that go elsewhere? So I do. I actually have three food trucks in total. Two of them are Greek food trucks, and one of them is, a, a we call it a gourmet chicken wing truck, uh, mainly because we make all the sauces fresh and homemade. But uh, two trailers travel to events, and then there's the one that's permanent at Deacon Baldy's. So we have a good time. We're actually going to be out this Sunday over at uh, – um, the Conroe outlets, they're doing a, a car show out there for father's day. Hopefully the rain will hold off. Oh, the gonna, Conro- we, we were the, the place Conroe we were cruisers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing a, a free car show out there for father's day. Uh, a bunch of awesome cars. We're going to be there as their uh, featured food truck. And we were going to feature out the award-winning burger and try to put it out there. So hopefully the, the, uh, weather holds off and everybody will have a chance to come try it. And that's Sunday starting at what time? No, that's Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Oh, okay. It's Saturday. It starts at 8 a.m. and it goes until 4 p.m. See, so 9 a.m. is not too early to eat a burger, Dick. I told you. <laughs> I, I, do you. Do you usually eat a burger at 9 a.m.? Look at this body. Do I not eat a burger at I mean, 9 in the morning? You could always get what they call the hangover burger. It's got an egg and hash brown on it. So, you know. Oh, they have that at uh, IHOP. Yep. IHOP. Yeah. IHOP. IHOP. Yeah. I yeah. hobble over too. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean,. I, this I, guy made a burger, you know, a non-Greek care. burger and he a Greek I never went to IHOP for a burger. I went to IHOP like once every two years, and that was to eat a pancake. So, you know. As I, long I, as they still have their crepes, I'll go because I love their crepes. Their crepes are actually good. They are. But going for burgers, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, just thankfully, there just aren't that many burger places already here that IHOP can fill yeah, that true. void. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. You could walk down the street and go to 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get a food truck deal over here. I yeah, like right out here. Well, let's get our work and taco we'll, we'll place. We'll sacrifice this parking for everybody out in front. We'll just do it. We'll hey, listen, truck. you park out front, you can get ticketed by Rita the Meter Reader anyway, so may as well may as put a truck Why is it there. always Rita? Because there's a song, Rita the Meter Reader. I don't know. Is that in the 70s? It's a Beatles song. Is that in the 70s? 60s or 70s. Okay. It's the Beatles, though, man. 
You, you have heard of the, there were the band that Paul McCartney was is in before Beatles? Wings. Is it, you're talking about Beatles or The Beatles? <laughs> the Beatles. Okay. I don't even know if I know that one. See? Yes, see, Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings, and it was called The Beatles. Of course, nowadays people are going, Paul McCartney was in a band? What? Who's Paul McCartney? Is he that guy who sang with... Uh... He's the weirdo that, that bought Michael well, Jackson. What was that, what was that uh, recent artist? Was it Kanye? Or he did a, he partnered up with a guy, a re- recent artist. I forgot what it was, but people were like, who's this, who's this guitar player? <laughs> well, he's trying to re- recap the Halcyon days of the who 80s when who he was it? partnered up with Stevie Wonder. Oh, man. Hmm, I couldn't be sure. I was yeah. stuck in a food truck all day long, so... All I hear is the sizzle of the grill. That's it. It gets yeah, sad. Sometimes. It was Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye so when he released the song, Sir Paul McCartney and Kanye it, it had, West. And uh, Paul played the guitar on it. And people were like, why do they keep showing this? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Rita. Now, the Beatles song isn't the meter reader. It's uh, the Rita, the lovely oh, something. Okay, we got a, we got some user interaction here. They want to know what comes on the burger, this burger that won. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the burger that won was, of course, that that tri-band platy was a half pound with the brisket, the short rib, and the Angus all together. Um, on oh, top of it, oh, okay. uh, yeah, it was all all grinded up together to make the patty. And then uh, on top, it came with roasted pico. Uh, we did what a jalapeno infused bacon, which was really special to us because we just got uh, traditional pecan bacon, mm-hmm. and we took put the bacon on, half fry it, take it off the grill. Then we would take fresh jalapenos and we'd cook it in the bacon fat, remove the jalapenos, put the bacon back in there. So that way, whenever you cook the bacon off the rest of the way, that bacon kind of soaks up that jalapeno flavor, which mm-hmm. was really special. I'm not a jalapeno fan, but that sounds oh, good. Oh, no, that was really that good. That sounds really good. And then, of course, again, the fresh roasted pico. Uh, we did our chipotle version of the tzatziki sauce and then melted pepper jack cheese on a sourdough bun. This burger was, was tall. I All right, know. so that's – I'm glad you said this. Because that's my biggest complaint about people who make hamburgers is when you make – they try to make it, like, photo-ready, but there's no way anyone can oh, fit no. their mouth around that. No, no, no. This is this is nowhere near photo Hold my beer, Dick. This well, is- I meant more of, like, if it's this big, oh, how, am I, how am I supposed to fit that, no pun intended, in my mouth? I mean, you squeeze it down, you get you a whole pack of napkins from Walmart. Dude, where there's a will. Town. Yeah, where yeah. there's a will. A whole pack. A whole hey, pack ladies, of napkins. watch this. That's right. I mean, you ain't never went down to town on some ribs and got all dirty and have to wipe off your mouth. Well, I didn't have to, like, break my jaw to get my mouth around it. Well, then it wasn't good. Well, cause, well no, because <laughs> my my thing is, like, what makes a hamburger good? And I go, I always think it's the layers all at once. Oh, yeah. But how are you supposed to get all the layers all at once Sheer when brute you're, force. like— That's right. Force of will. So what's the perfect temperature to cook meat in? Me personally, I like a medium rare. Steak. There's a good. There you medium go. Medium rare steak, medium rare beef. I like my burgers at medium rare. I mean, it's the best way to do it. Anything past that, and then you're just you're squeezing all the juices out. You know, normally they think you're just crying for help as you're trying to cook it. No, it's crying for help if you cook it too much. No, you you got to have it medium rare. That's the best way to do it. Well played. <laughs> hey, well played. That's, that's the truth. And okay, some some folks on Facebook are saying squish it. I think some burgers that I've had, even if you squished it. It still doesn't help. Oh no, it helps. Makes it even better. Dick, you got to commit to the burger, okay? You just got to commit. I commit, to it. but like, I mean, to half a pound burger with like twenty-seven toppings on it, mm-hmm. it's just way too big. Well, you know what they say: whenever you eat a taco, you put another well, tortilla you know, on the bottom well, of the plate. Well, to you catch know everything. what I do now is I I cut it and yeah. I turn it, yeah. and then I go oh, like yeah. that. That's like that's how I had to start doing it if it was too big. Either way. And that's the only way. Turn it like a taco, and you just eat it like that. That's way. right. Well, see, here, here's my thing. You go to some places nowadays, and you go out there and get a burger, and they have this little 
you know, quarter pound patty and they put these toppings on it and you take a couple of bites out of it and you're done. You're like, Hey, I spent $14 for two French fries and a yeah. half a burger. No, when you come out there and you get a burger for me or one of these places that does these big ones, that's the two hander. That's the one you got to pick and up and does squeeze. Does your burger eat. dissolve the bun by the end of it where the bun is just... Actually, well, you he, would, he had sourdough. Remember, you would think so, but yeah, we use those sourdough buns and those things. That instead of dissolving, it soaks up the juice and just makes it better. Okay, all the way. Th this dude is like, I know, right? Because I didn't. You're open. You're open today, right? Yeah, we, we are open. We have swing by Dick and Baldy's. Look for us. Do, do we get like the we love each other discount over yeah, there? Yeah, come on over. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're always looking for the discount. Dude, I got three ex wives. I'm always looking for the That's discount. True, right? Yeah, dude, I, okay, I don't blame you on that one. Yeah, right. So uh, one thing I like to do when we have a special guest in who, like, makes a value-added contribution to society is I want to check their trivia skills. Oh, See how much of an I, expert I, I you are. I am going to fail 100% at this. Well, you, you never know because some of these are multiple choice, so you, you may be able to uh, uh, <laughs> All right, pull let's one try out. It out. So we're going to see how good Jesse is with his burger trivia. Oh, you ready? See, I, I could have gone Greek food, but that would have been too easy. Uh, you so never you, know. So you can tell people <laughs> you, you got your butt stomped on this because I want burgers and your thing is Greek cuisine. All right. Okay. National enough. Burger Day. Is it on August 27th, July 4th, September 22nd? That actually just happened. I want to say September 22nd. So sorry, August. Dang, August 27th. Okay, here or we no, go. Or was that Donut Day? That was, I think it was National Donut that Day. Was I don't donut. know what these days are. <laughs> See, I don't know either. <laughs> okay. Now, I won't ask you for the, uh, like, the calorie count of uh, your burger because I don't want to know. Mm -mm. But since I don't eat a Burger King, how many calories does the double Whopper with cheese have? 1,430, 787, oh. 923. 1,430 would be the full combo meal, so 923. You got it. See? I, See? I, know, I might know a cling, little cling, bit. Cling. Okay. Pop, uh, pop culture meets meets burger trivia. What is the name of the new Krusty Burger in the Simpsons movie? So, I, so he came up for was it the stuffer, the heart attack, or the clogger? The clogger. He got it. See. And final question: When was Burger King founded? 1954, 1964, 1974. Man, I don't know that. We're gonna go. We're gonna say 54. Why not? Dude, he got three out of four right. Well done. Hey, Thank you for good. playing. Yeah, right. so you got well, he does make burgers, but he also makes other food. So let's kind of switch over. to Yeah, the well, for sure. What else you got there? Uh, so, of course, we're called the Greek Squad. And we do traditional Greek food, but we also do uh, Greek food with a twist. So uh, we do Greek and American fusion. Um, we have our traditional euros, our traditional Greek style foods. But, you know, everybody knows what a euro is. Everybody goes out there and tries it and loves it. They just it. can't say the damn word, but go yeah, on. Yeah, right? Hey, but it doesn't matter. If you come to me and order it and want to pay me money, you can say it however That's you want Cairo, to. That's a Cairo, sure. That's right. <laughs> but uh, so what me and my brother did when we originally sat down to create the menu is we wanted to take a lot of our, our favorite flavors from around the country and turn them into euros. So we have about five or six different euros to offer. Uh, my personal favorite one is the Tejas Euro, which is our Texas version that has uh, pico de gallo feta cheese and our spicy Yeah, that's tzatziki. what I'm looking at right now. That one is delicious. Uh, we have a West Coast style, which is our Baja. It's got avocado, cucumber, and feta cheese on it. Um, we had Wow, a, that sounds good. Oh, yeah. We had like an old school one called the Colonies that had <laughs> uh, pickles, pepperoncini peppers, uh, plus the regular toppings of a traditional Euro. Uh, it's just we kind of take whatever we can, throw them in there, and make a bunch of different styles. And, and that's... That's what we wanted to do for fun. Like I said, everybody can go get a burger. Everybody can go get a gyro, but you can come to us and you can try something in so many different flavors and so many different ways. 
you know, and then cool thing about a food truck is, is if my menu starts drying out and people get old with it, I can create a whole new one without having to, to even. You just get off the napkin, rubs off the menu, wipe the, the menu off board. and redo it. That's exactly right. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And then of course we do a different traditional foods. Um, the burgers, I personally think I make one heck of a Philly cheesesteak. So many people have loved it. Uh, we also have a Philly cheesesteak version of the Euro. Um, we <clears throat> serve traditional dolmas. We have uh, fresh-made baklava. We do Greek donuts. Those things are delicious. Okay, now i got to check out the baklava. Uh, jokes aside, my second ex-wife made baklava from scratch, and she was awesome at it. Oh, yeah. so, so I always, whenever someone says they make baklava, I go to compared to hers oh yeah and it's it's definitely a process too it's a it's a 24-hour process with that thing you gotta put each layer mm. down the the cooking it baking it making the sauce man that's an hour and a half but then you got to soak it and see the best way to do it you're not doing it right unless when you pour the sauce in the pan the baklava floats for about 23 of those 24 hours or you're not doing it right. she'd never let me see the i'd have to like be banished in the kitchen <laughs> the whole time because you didn't no, want me to steal a recipe it's really me. good and then like i said the greek donuts people are, are you know they just they flock to the trailer over that. And it's basically a fried sweet dough that we put sauce, powdered sugar, uh, maple cinnamon on. And it's really good. Uh, uh, as well as other things. Now with the travel trailer, the one that I go to different events with, that one's always a lot of fun. There's always something new. Uh, I get bored sometimes and say, I want to do something different. And I'll go on my order guide and find whatever I want and just create items. It's so that one, I have a lot more leniency because I'm somewhere new every day. So there's always something new on that one. If you look for the big blue trailer somewhere, you follow us on our Facebook, you'll be able to find out uh, where. Where's your Facebook and all that stuff? Uh, is it? So Facebook is facebook.com slash the Greek squad. And then you go there, you can follow us. We have a, a website, greeksquadfoodtruck.com. Uh, you can go there and, and see our menu, see what we have to offer. And uh, you can also get into our new catering. We're about to start opening up our catering division. And we can do anything from Greek to American to Spanish to you know, any kind of food you want. And those wings, really too. Good. You said you had a wings truck, We right? do. We have a chicken wing trailer, and we do all of our sauces handmade in-house. Now, um, where's the, is this all located in the same place, or is this, like, no, where's so the chicken wing place? The chicken wing trailer and the other Greek squad trailer, I have a shop in Montgomery that we keep everything plugged in there, and that's where they stay, except for, for events or if we find places to go during the, the week. So the next time we'll be in Conroe, like I said, is this Saturday. And I believe we'll be in Conroe again next month. And the month after, there's a taco festival. So there's, <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's the August, uh, I, I think. Is that the tequila. Taco? Tequila taco or something, yeah. August uh, or September. The Saturday thing is you going to have the, the wings truck there, too, as well as the. No, the Saturday is just the Greek squad. Okay. And then the wings truck will be at Bernhardt Winery on Sunday. Okay, so I'm going to have to hit greeksquadfoodtruck.com to get this information on because I want to try both now. This is. I'll, I'll need uh, Brett if you're still listening. I need to know the response I'm having. Is it Pavlonian or Skinneresh <laughs> that I'm drooling right now just hearing about this food? So I don't know if this is BF Skinner or Pavlov. So let me know what I'm feeling right now, and I appreciate that. Well, let's do it one more time. Where's the actual uh, weekend week out tr uh, truck located? That one's at the Deacon Baldy's Food Truck Park on 1488 New Magnolia, uh, about a mile down from 2978. Those All those new shopping centers there. And we're open every day except for Monday from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. on the weekdays and 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. on the weekends. Yeah, everything you can find is online at greeksquadfoodtruck.com or the Facebook, Correct. The Greek Squad. Correct. And, man, I'm now I'm hungry. 
You're right. And I've never been to the food truck park or whatever. That's Deacon. Is that Deacon and Baldy's. I've never been there. Oh, yeah. So you I'm definitely interested. need to go. I'm so interested to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a great place. And if you haven't been, it's like I said, it's family friendly, pet friendly. But they have yeah. craft. They, they literally have like chocolate peanut butter craft beer oh, stuff. Man. I mean, it's, it's so many. Dozens. I mean, dozens. They, of have, they have 30 taps on the wall that they are continuously rotating. <laughs> Who is this? Deacon Baldy's. Is that a is it? It's an outdoor restaurant type place where there's a play area for kids. It's it's covered outdoors, uh, but food trucks are there too because there was like a, there's a lobster food truck or there used to be. There there was so there's there's four trucks that are there permanent uh, every day that they're open and then they bring in on the weekends Friday Saturday Sunday they'll bring in one to two rotating trucks daily so you could show up on a Friday or Saturday and there'll be seven trucks. So you had to earn your spot. Oh yeah. Or you just had to pay on time. No 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 I had to earn my spot. I had to earn it. Which, That's why it was so important for him to get that burger thing. It's like, yeah, award winning. <laughs> Actually, we've been there for uh, over a year. In, in 2016, it was the last week of the year in 2016, Deacon Baldy's called me and said one of our trucks is leaving and we'd love to have you as a permanent. We were we just were one of their rotating trucks, and I guess the, the crowd loved us. And then uh, now, a little over a year later, we're the only original truck still there. So. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, it's been a thrill ride. That's they're the cool. ones that's helped us get to where we are today. So we owe them a, a big big amount. We of will shout them out, even though they're not a sponsor. We'll still give them a shout out. Just <laughs> one, Deacon Baldies. That's all you got. <laughs> well, we gotta be wrapping this up. So do you mind wrapping this up, Sean? I don't mind at all. So you've been listening to Jesse Malice with the Greek Squad. Go to GreekSquadFoodTruck.com or hit him up on Facebook. Uh, we linked to them on our site. So go check them out. Winners of the best burger in the Woodlands at the Texas Throwdown Burger Festival. It is 1030 on the dot. We'll be back. Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. You said it, Teresa. I'm hungry too. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Special thanks to the Greek squad for coming in, talk about hamburgers and getting me all hungry. And uh, I feel like it's a good date spot now. Then I kind of visualize the whole area. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I want a kid, they have kids there. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. the little kid area. That's, what I, that's what I figured. Yeah, they're, they're in the food truck. Yeah. <laughs> Join us as uh, our friends <laughs> and neighbors children. from Conroe Coffee, Jason and Leo. Good morning to you guys. Morning. Good morning. You guys were just hanging outside, so I was like, you guys got to come in. Uh, so. We were listening. Okay. We've been to Deacon Baldy's. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I don't, it, it's super hot, you know, this is Texas. Outside. And we went, it, it's outside. And that's all. But okay. it's, it's a cool place. They have like, what's that game Parkies. where you, you throw a beanbag into a hole? Cornhole. They Cornholing. Go. They have the, I don't know what it's called, but they have them. It's actually called Cornhole. Wait, what's the name again? It's called uh, Beanbag Toss, yeah. AKA Cornhole. Okay. <laughs> but that parking is an issue. Big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can there. shoot past it in a heartbeat, and then you got to U-turn. And... and then you get in there, and there's nowhere to park. And you're like, oh, it's 
Yeah. Like God invented the Uber. This really? is true. If you go to the food truck place, you gotta yes. get you gotta take an Uber, park yeah. and park at Target or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So get out of here. But we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I'm excited about trying that burger. And uh I'm just hungry now. I can't think about anything else. That's what happens. Bob's burgers. So you guys ready for the World Cup today? It just started 35 minutes ago. Yeah, I know, right? Is, I changed my Let's Facebook see what the scores picture. are. Did you see it? Is, is England in it? Yes. Why? You know why? They're not going to win anyways. They I'm, try. Look at that. They scored in the 12th minute. So there you go, Rick. Someone scored. It's not boring <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, suck it, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> you can well, score in soccer. Someone's just going to handball England anyways. It wasn't England that did that. Someone's going to handball England is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm lost. Okay. Who cares? Hand of God. It's too early. Hand of God. That was Maradona. But that wasn't against England. Who was it against? I really don't know. Yeah, it was I made that up. I figured I had a good chance that <laughs> it was. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't You I got don't 37 know. teams to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're definitely, I was going to say they're white people, but they don't need, they don't use that anymore. <laughs> they hire all kinds of other people from England. You know what? Do you feel like you could just be more culturally different from everybody just because you're Asian? Like, you can just make points like that? Like, he can Wait say a minute. that stuff. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Who said I was Asian? Yeah, right? That That's just... All our Facebook people are watching? That could be... <laughs> dude, he could be Oriental. You don't know. I was born a small white child, and childhood vaccinations did this to my face. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. And steroids did it to the rest uh, of your body. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and food did it to his tummy. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what it was is you used to be a turtle. You should see me when I wear a backpack, like a really large backpack. I actually look like a Ninja Turtle. Here, I think we have a purple eye mask in the back. Don't ask why. Just oh, go man. grab it. Let's see, let's see which turtle uh, Jason is. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know. Where do we go from there? Well, from a, uh, well, we can go with local news. Okay. So I was at Memorial Harmon Hospital yesterday. I was actually interviewing the CEO for a magazine article. <clears throat> And they took me on a tour, and I actually went up to the uh, Life Flight helipad on oh, the roof. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. How important are these people? The what? Hold on, is this just a business that has a Life Flight pad, or is this a hospital? Hot Memorial. Oh, I hospital. thought you were talking about some just random <laughs> business. It's like, yeah, we got a Life no, Flight no. helipad. I was like, who's <laughs> working there, man? Uh, when I'm not regaling on the radio, I write stuff for, for different people. Oh, and this okay, company's boring. hired me to write articles. Like he does have a job. Yeah. 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 Not me. I got to pay yeah. for this somehow. And, uh, but shortly after I left, it was a great tour. Uh, my phone blew up that, uh, an alert that there was a Woodlands hospital that had a prisoner there and he escaped. And I'm like, Oh, with my luck, it was Memorial Herman. Well, sure. Sure enough. That's what it was. So. People are still looking for Ricky Rangel. They're still looking? They Five foot six. I thought you were going to say Sarah Connor. Nope. I was Sarah really, Connor. I was like, oh, oh great. Here we oh. go. Last seen walking or running along Six Pines and Research Forest. He's, oh, Six Pines. Oh, he was right there. Yeah. People in Shenandoah were talking about. Uh, right. Five foot six, 125 pounds. Oh, uh, y'all could take him. 55 years old. Last seen, last seen wearing well, a baseball cap, dark blue shirt. Oh. And gray shorts. He's probably oh, in really? the forest over there, passed out with heat stroke. All he really mm. needs a is a fifty-five-year-old yeah. running like that. I mean, one hundred twenty-five pounds. All he needs is a beard, and he'll really stand out. He, it's <laughs> just, yeah, that's where he is. He's in, he's in the woods. I want to say a special uh, shout out to uh, Carly. She's outside right there with that beautiful hat on. She's, she's not having heat stroke today. But, uh, no, it's really funny that someone escaped and you were there and you're really afraid. Like, no, I wasn't afraid. It was just like, I wonder if I, cause I was, uh, well, saw the life flight crew 
like kind of walking past. Like I got some great information on because you know, Life Flight is particular to Memorial Hermann system. Other hospitals that use that, they're called like air ambulances and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So, but Life Flight is is like oh, you mean the trademark trademark is, name? Mm-hmm. Told you, it all comes. But they down always to- have two pilots and a nurse. Yeah. On call, it's like a fire department. They can't do anything else. Yeah, Holly was telling me about how to become one of those because they pay really well. And because I was going through the nursing jobs, like what pays really well, and that's one of them. But it's also one of the, like, you get sued really easily. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can hit a pocket of turbulence. Oh. Yeah. So your insurance and stuff like that's crazy. Wow. So, Ricky, we're looking for you, my buddy. Just turn yourself in. I mean, really. he's, you're probably right. He's, he's probably in a ditch. He's I mean, it's out. hot. It's hot out there. It, it's <laughs> so. hot. Yeah. He's, yeah. And Culver's is closed over there. So there's nowhere to get a drink or get a burger. Maybe he's <laughs> hot. Him near Kane's. Maybe he's hiding <laughs> out inside of it. It could be in my old hotel room there at the La Quinta. You never know. Yeah. What they, what they have him for? What was he accused of? What's, what's his suspect? Uh, when I checked the news report, they didn't say. Uh, apparently it was vehicular related, but. Could have been a DWI or something like that. Oh, uh, so he's really dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ricky, 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 don't lose the number. Just go. DWI Montgomery County? No way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> See, now I want to sing. Oh, Ricky, it's a fan. You know. Oh, my Instead gosh. Mickey, We've it's lost Ricky. It. I know. I'm drinking coffee. Uh, crime is not a funny matter. <laughs> what kind of coffee are you drinking there, Leo? Conroe coffee. How? Yay. Do you wow. make yourself a special brew? I don't. Like, you're like, I'm better than all these nope, clients or whatever, not. patrons or whatever. I actually like, I mean, a latte is my favorite. No syrup, but just uh, regular house coffee. I love it. I know, me too. It's just what yeah. I drink. Yeah. Nah. Me. Jason it's, puts more sugar in it than... A hot chocolate. No wonder he gets eaten alive by mosquitoes. Hot chocolate with an espresso shot. And that's good, too. But I don't, I just don't drink that. Never tell you the uh, the story about the Jason... The, the Jason. The specialty drink at uh, the... Remember we had names? Like on our menu, one is called yes. the Jason, yeah. one's called the William. Mm-hmm. So I got back from Tulsa, and there's this drink called the Jason. Everyone's like, hey, is that your drink? I'm like, no, that's not my drink. I have no idea. I, I've been gone. And, and they didn't even bother the name uh, went after me. <laughs> it was uh, named after uh, English Jason. Who owns the roller rink? Who owns the roller oh, rink. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, uh, and, you know, that's not my drink anyways. My drink is a hot chocolate with a special shot. So... If you want that, order a yellow, Jason. Ha, ha, or, ha. or you could call regular coffee Dick. Regular yeah. that's coffee my Dick. Favorite. It's I'll my say, favorite yeah. coffee. Just you just want to walk in there. I'd like a cup of Dick, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a Dick. I want a, a big a pol- dick. No, what get, size Dick do what, you want? What do you call it? The pol- or what do you I call want it? a medium Dick today. <laughs> I mean, it works. It works. Like, no. What do you call it? Papa Bear? Like, Give me a Papa Bear Dick. Would please. you like room for yeah. cream in that Dick? Yeah, we can go all the way with this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And little cake ball truffles. And, and, and you know what's really funny? I found out we have a secret menu, but I didn't find out until yesterday. It was so secret. The owner didn't I even know, know about I it. I know. There's certain drinks that our baristas make for certain people, like Mr. Stringer with the theater. Uh-huh. There's a certain drink he likes, and that is on the secret menu. Really? Because they now have recommended it Is that the NFL people. player we were talking about earlier? Yes. The former yeah. NFL player? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So... Yes, yeah, so there's a certain drink he likes, and that's on the secret menu. So I just found this out. It's kind of crazy. I need to get some. See, I like my coffee pretty plain, but I got to come up with something so you guys can have a skippy. Mm. I know, right? Well, okay, it's served in a short <laughs> cup only. Hot, white, sweet, with a hint of bitterness. I figure, uh, I figure it would be a tea. 
a tea. And something that, that tea's got its place with whiskey in it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hot tea with whiskey in is really good, especially it clears your sinuses, everything. And if it doesn't clear it, it makes you where you just don't give a darn either. Because you sleep anyway. So yeah, we do not serve those here, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. bring your own whiskey. Hope you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, no, we don't. Was that winking going with that? I couldn't tell. Oh, she was, she was away from Kamsking. <laughs> I don't think we were even allowed to joke about that. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, besides the World Cup and everything, what's going on, you guys? This weekend's coming up. It's Father's Day weekend. It's Father's Day Sunday. I'm babysitting the grandkids yeah. tomorrow, so I'm going over to my daughter's house, which I'm thankful for because she, she has, has everything to do with Father's pool. Day. No, she has a swimming pool, so I can go swimming. Um, but it's supposed to rain on Saturday. And they get back Saturday afternoon, and then we have the EDM night here. You yeah, have Charlie. Yeah, we Charlie on this week, yeah, and that's Saturday. So uh, that's what's going on. But I'm not. I'm not going. I'm gonna. He's play gonna Call stay and be up no. till 4 a.m. And I thought you were gonna be eating pizza. No, I'm in, not going over this, there in the sewer. Her, uh, <laughs> her daughter's. Come on, Donatello. Yeah, come on, Donatello. Come <laughs> out of the sewer. Her daughter's unicorn floats will be safe this weekend. Yes. Oh, okay. She doesn't have any. So. So that's the, what the, we have. The road to recovery for. <laughs> I know. Poor, poor unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be there, folks. Yeah. yeah. That's why we have a radio show, so we can tell people you got to be there. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, she had us seen it. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So well, it's uh, 1044. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to kind of close out the show. I know that transgender thing has been a big topic for the past couple of days where the track stars, and now it's hitting more and more people now because there's more and more folks who are finding themselves being transgender so i wonder my theory is when it hits the big time it's going to get real interesting big time being the olympics yeah, olympics oh. uh how do, you, how do you find yourself being transgender whoa look at me i was yeah <laughs> well, I, don't know. I don't know the I correct way to say it whoa it was there yesterday i swear <laughs> hard to find but there you know it's just weird i was on wheaties yesterday and now the stress Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy with Jason and Leo in the studio with us. Hello. 1047 on the dot. Already up to what is the temperature? My screen just cleared. Uh, 88 degrees already. Get up to mid 90s again. Cloudy all day. Uh, Maybe some storms in time for the weekend. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. Right. uh, Isn't it Sunday supposed to be rain? Yep. I thought Saturday. It's was somewhere. To Who rain. cares? It's going to rain. 90%. Some, I mean, somewhere on the planet, it will be raining. Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. I was annoyed it's, because I'll be 
be able to swim, and if it's storming, I'm not. It's Father's Day. They're not going to do anything for you anyway, Skippy, so. I know, right? I can get soap on a rope if I'm lucky. <laughs> Don't bend over. The what? Don't drop it. Don't, yeah, right. Don't bend over. Where do you think he showers? <laughs> I really don't know. Where's he been the last six months? Talking about people who shower. Uh, uh, safe trip, Dennis O'Connor. Oh. Yeah, yes, he was looking are. for a ride. Uh, uh, Jason uh, took him. Yeah, I took him. Now, speaking of which, the latest California law to come out, uh, they've put uh, in Los Angeles. There, <clears throat> I don't think it's statewide. Oh, here we go. Skippy's now finally. Hey. Yeah, I know, right? Hey. But it is, uh, you can no longer shower and launder or, or water your grass on the same day. The, the water restrictions oh, are really? so intense How now. How are they going to monitor that? Because you have a limit of 55 gallons a day. Now, bearing in mind, a load of laundry, just uh -huh. a single load takes up to 40 gallons. Okay. So if you break that, the fines can, ex can go start at $1,000. Okay, wow. I'm, I'm looking for this. Uh, I just want to make crazy. sure. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, because when you talk bad about California, he gets really mm -hmm. offended. Well, no, no. It's just no, people from Texas he are, likes facts. Yeah. He mm -hmm. likes to know it's people real from, or it's not. People from Texas are obsessed with uh, with people from California and what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they always say, oh, well, California does this. Well, California, you can buy cars on Sunday. Duh. Yeah, right. You can buy beer on Sunday, too. Yeah, before gee, noon. How smart is that? So okay. you can drink and drive. All right. <laughs> because, you know. We, we on don't, Sunday. They don't do that here in Montgomery County on Sundays. In all no, that they traffic, don't. you can sit in L.A. on the freeway. But now, the other thing with California, it's on the ballot. It's actually going to go on the general election <laughs> ballot in November. And you're sitting there thinking, man, when I get home, I'm going to take a shower. It's so hot out here. You get home, and that wife of yours is doing laundry. <laughs> and you're like, is this going to be a $1,000 shower, honey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so current rules established in 94 at the federal level allow a maximum flow of 2.5 gallons per minute from a shower head. This is at the federal level. Mm -hmm. Okay, effective new, next July, limit will fall to 2.0 gallons. Two gallons per minute will be reduced again in July of 2018 to 1.8 gallons, given California toughest standard of any U.S. state, which means probably that they will be selling faucet heads that are cut off and, 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 and restrict the flow more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And shower heads that, are, that, that do you that. You ever had a drip shower? Takes uh, like forty minutes to take one. Yeah, it does. Little and tiny don't sprinklers. leave the water running when Baby you brush wipes. your teeth. So is that not right then? What? What? Skippy just. Said. Oh no! Uh, oh no! That's right. It's it's it it's, it's right. correct. Yeah. If you face if you have no water and you don't create laws that and and, and these. It's, what it's about like, washeterias? They probably have that. They're going to charge loads of those well, there. Oh uh, yeah, called, but they will charge you like ten dollars oh, yeah, to and wash the your clothes. Prices are going to go up. And they're called corn-up laundries in California because, for some odd reason, Texas likes to use foreign language uh, words to call their uh, to call Wait, their washeteria is a foreign word. What does washeteria sound like? It sounds like a so washing machine. So in England, place that it's adds... called a laundry mat. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's just a clever way of kind of so... getting your point across. <laughs> washeteria, look it up. I wonder what's, what language it comes from. But here we go. So for the facts, Governor Jerry Brown signed two bills into permanent overall effect. Assembly Bill 1668, which was presented by Assemblywoman Laura Friedman, Democrat from Glendale, and Senate Bill 606 California? from State, yeah, state yes. Senator Bob Hertzberg, Democrat Los Angeles. Is the North Side having issues so with water? So the laws will face in gradually. By 2022, the indoor use limit becomes 55 gallons per day per person. By 2030... It huh, per drops to per 50 person? per person. So if I have a family of four, I really have 200 gallons. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Two, okay, but 
you want to do four loads of laundry, that's 160. You got 40 gallons left to flush, brush your teeth, drink, shower, bathe, yeah, water we, your we, lawn. You don't, you don't flush. You flush every time. Do you flush? You don't flush number ones. Well, maybe that's what they'll start doing. <laughs> is not flushing with no. Put a brick one. in your toilet tank, people. Uh, yeah. Uh, low flow toilets have been exist. Have, yeah. have been forced in California for quite some time. Yeah. Okay, so they don't have water, right? Because it don't flip in rain. It's not that it doesn't well, rain. There's so many people. There's there. a gazillion people because in the of desert. The people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like we. Southern our California house was in Palmdale. Southern California isn't truly like a rainy place. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it you know stays what? I wouldn't mind having somebody in the studio who's somewhat knowledgeable in science because wh what is stopping people from converting seawater into water? Uh, the amount of energy it takes. This guy knows all about that. Yeah. It, they, they could do it, but it's, it's the amount of it, it. It takes a lot. It does? Yeah, it takes a lot to, uh, to do it. There's a lot of energy that, that's involved in doing it. Well, you know, the guy from Waterworld peed in a cup. And, and, and Jordan's got more salt content than seawater. It, they're gonna. It, so I saw that in a movie. <laughs> it, so it must be true, right? Like anything, it has to do with with the the margin on it, uh, the cost. So yeah. it, it it costs a certain amount of money to extract uh, uh, oil, shale oil, you know, oil from shale. Yeah, I so understand. It, it doesn't make any sense until the the margin is at this at mm. this. You know, it, it, well, price of oil per gallon is this then they're like all right we can drill now because it makes sense it's the same thing with uh, extracting water from the sea it's it costs a certain amount because you have to put a certain amount well we got to get you it. back in the studio dude you yeah want, you, talk we, about what that. are you doing tomorrow same thing yeah come on in come on in I'm trying to take over come the world. on in you're listening to lone star community radio with your morning show mornings of lone star we're gonna be signing out this show is brought to you by clean sweep office cleaning and conroe coffee if you're just now joining us, want to check out the replay of today's show. It's on iTunes, Google Play for podcasts, and of course, YouTube and Facebook Live. So you can check it out there. Special thanks to the folks from the Greek Squad. Check, get some burgers, or winning burgers, get at the Deacon Park. Deacon, Deacon Baldies. Deacon Baldies. Because a bald guy runs yes. it, and then I guess he's a church deacon, or his name's Deacon or something. But his nickname is it's Interesting. like Kinko's. want to get that early. After nickname or Luby's. it fills up. All the picnic tables mm. they have to fill up, so, yeah. Make me sound like I don't want to go there. Do they deliver? No. Well, they may have, like, you it'd know, Google good, Eats It'd be good to go as a group, and then we could come back and talk about it. We could have a road trip. There we go. A road trip to 1488. Road, road here we go. Woo! I'm getting out of Conroe. Oh, here we go. Actually, I still think We're going Conroe. for Conroe, too. Uh, Magnolia. Good morning to Lynn Star. We'll see you guys later. We got the tickets up coming up at noon, so stick around for that. And uh, we have Afternoons of Lone Star, of course, with Rick the Reluctant Cowboy. And then we have Lone Star Country Nights with well, your friend. Why is he reluctant? Well, have you met the guy? <laughs> You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 
3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.